With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, Tony Defio. In the first half of tonight's show, I talked about a lot about fr- uh, Thursday night's 24-16 victory over the Eagles in the second preseason game. On Thursday night, I talked about the, the battle for the backup quarterback spot between Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. I talked about the running game, the offensive line, how poorly – the number one looked on Thursday. And uh, let's see what some of the uh, live chat folks had to say about that. <laughs> Here's Kevin Colbert Sr. I don't know if that's, his, uh, if that's the uh, general manager. Oh, it's Kelvin Colbert. Okay, that makes more sense. Because that would be quite the, uh, quite the uh, soundbite from the Steelers general manager. But anyway, Kelvin Colbert says, Mason is trash. Well, a lot of people tend to agree with you there, Kelvin. Dark Storm One says of the quarterback race for the for the backup spot, Mason, Haskins, or Dobbs. If we see them during the regular season for more than a game or two, it's big trouble. Well, I mean, I think two years ago proved that that might not necessarily be the case. Um, you know, I mean, the defense was really special in 2019, but you know, Mason had his moments before he got concussed against the Ravens. And of course, Doc, uh, <laughs> he made some people believe for about a month or so there before things kind of fell apart. But the great thing about Haskins is if he makes a team and I think he will, 
you have that pedigree on, on the roster that you didn't have two years ago with Mason and, and, and duck and even, yeah, was it just done? Yeah. Mason was with Dobbs here two years ago. I can't remember who the, who the uh, third quarterback was after Ben got hurt, but you have that uh, pedigree. So if Ben were to get hurt and if he were out for more than a few games or more than one or two games, Haskins might be the, the answer to, and the person that they turn to to kind of design their offensive offense around and, and, and help them remain relevant because I think they, they clearly like him. Mike Tomlin it certainly is excited about him and I think he wants to see him do well. So if, if he, if, if, if Ben is not around uh, for whatever reason, I think they might give Haskins every chance. And that's the thing with people speaking of that 2019 season, you know, people, uh, act as if these decisions are set in stone. Like if Mason Rudolph is named the number two guy coming out of camp, then he's going to be, he's going to remain the number two guy. Uh, no matter what happens over the course of the year, when it comes to Roethlisberger and his health, you know, we saw two years ago, Devlin Hodges beat out or, 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 or took the job from, from Rudolph. He, uh, Rudolph was benched in favor of Hodges. So if an undrafted free agent like Hodges could, can uh, make Mike Tomlin go, hmm, maybe he's the uh, the better choice here to help us win. Then why wouldn't somebody with the with the first round pedigree of a Haskins uh, make Tomlin think such things as well? So, like I said, I think Rudolph could be the the answer for a half a game or par- or a partial game or a full game if Ben is hurt just briefly or for a short period of time. Whereas Haskins might be your long-term answer if Ben goes down for the year, God forbid. So, all right. What else we have here? And George Teston says Ben is a tough guy. Well, he's certainly a tough guy, but even tough guys can't uh, hold up to uh, torn tendons in her elbow as uh, Ben found out two years ago. So you never know. You never know what can happen, especially when you're 39, but Ben has had a tough, uh, he has been a, uh, maybe a modern day Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts had that reputation of being physically tough. And I think Roethlisberger has certainly gained that reputation for himself over the last, what, 17 plus years, 18 years. It'll be after 20, 21 but I just want to touch on a few more players that look decent and not so decent on Thursday and mainly on the defensive side. Um, Jamar, Jameer Jones looked great again. He continues to wow people and continues to, to help folks gain, especially I'm sure the coaching staff gain confidence and maybe his ability to strengthen that, Depth at outside linebacker. Yeah, what a uh, one sack, uh, two quarterback pressures. So that's something to keep an eye on. I say a louder milk, who I noticed at camp on Monday, he had a half a sack. Roche recorded another half a sack. So that's that's pretty cool to see. Um, and uh, the inside linebackers, on the other hand, not so hot. Uh, Ulysses Gilbert the third. The only time I noticed him on Thursdays when he was chasing 
the receiver for that what 79 yard touchdown. He was one of the people chasing him. Speaking of which, so was um, Robert Spillane. Neither guy looked all that good in pass coverage, covering tight ends. They were exposed all night. Sadly, as was uh, Devin Bush in his brief appearance, his brief uh, debut after uh, suffering a torn ACL. Um, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's such a talented player, but he had trouble, and, and he's coming back from injury, but he had trouble with that last year before he got hurt. So, Thankfully, they have Terrell Edmonds, who has become really good at that, that sort of thing because the inside linebackers did not look good in pass coverage on on Thursday, not at all. Cam Sutton kind of looked iffy, um, but it was his first action, so I'm not necessarily worried about him just yet. Um, who else do I want to talk about? But I have a $5 super chat while I'm waiting. Well, I'm trying to think of who I want to talk who else I want to focus on. Oh, Jordan Berry did pretty good. He downed a punt, a couple punts, uh, deep in, in Eagles territory. Um, but it doesn't mean that he's going to, he's going to take the job again. I think, I think they're, they're all in on, on, um, Presley Harvin. But he did he did do well for himself, meaning Barry on Thursday. But I think the 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 book on him, as far as a lot of people are concerned, is that he does really well the vast majority of the time. But the only time he seems to come up short, figure figuratively and literally, is when they need him to when uh, when, when they need a crucial punt from him. So you know maybe they already have that in their mind and they're convinced that. Harvin's the future. So, but nonetheless, Barry looked really good on Thursday. So that's another battle to keep an eye on. Ah, here we are. I'm sorry. I was, I was multitasking there. And Ryan O'Toole, one of our regulars, somebody I haven't seen in a while, actually. So welcome back, Ryan. Nice to see you tonight. And he asks, he donates $5. So first of all, thank you for that. And he says off topic, but curious about your thoughts on the tight end abilities scheme this season i mean obviously uh they're gonna they're gonna want them to be a little bit different than they were last year they're, they're gonna want um a lot of what two tight end sets I'm, that's not really my field of expertise but i do know that blocking is going to be much, much of a much bigger deal for them this year because they're going to be, be concentrating on the run but uh Ebron, I think we know what they have in Ebron. He, he's uh, definitely a uh, a weapon in the passing game, and some some of the film I I saw on Twitter anyway. Not that I watched uh, some extensive film on on Eric Ebron, but you know he seemed to do pretty well for himself blocking. You know he's earned the reputation as somebody who who either can't block or doesn't like to block, but you know maybe he's better at that than people think. As far as Friar Muth, everything you hear about the guy tells me that yeah, maybe he'll he'll be a good blocker. But I think his future is as a top tier tight end, a, a, a weapon in the passing game. That seems to be his ceiling, like a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type ceiling. It's premature. Uh, he hasn't really done much outside of training camp yet. He's had some injury problems, uh, you know, 
minor injuries so far, but he seems to be the most, one of the most talked about people at camp. So I think he's going to be a weapon as far as schemes, all that stuff. What's the, uh, what, what was the, the, uh, the scheme I saw touted after he was drafted 11 personnel, I guess that's a two tight end set. That's about all I can give you, Ryan. I'm trying my best to make that $5 worth it, but my thoughts aren't so much on scheme because I really don't know a whole lot about that. It's just that I think that Ebron's going to continue to be a, a threat in the passing game. He, he has, he's going to have issues with drops. There's no question. It's just, it's just, you know, ho- hopefully he'll be able to clean up, clean that up a little bit, but based on his career up to this point, he's certainly going to struggle at least a little bit when it comes to, to, to drops in 2021. As far as uh, Friar Muth is concerned, I think the guy's going to be a stud. He's going to be a, a major weapon for them in the passing game. And I think he's going to be a future all pro pro bowl type tight end. I think he's going to go on to, I don't know for how long, but he's going to be the greatest tight end weapon that they've ever had. I'm not saying he's going to put up the most stats or surpass Heath or anything like that. But as far as like an actual weapon, he's going to be the best one that they've had ever. It's a bold statement, but you could say the same thing about Lev Bell. He, nobody's ever going to call him the greatest running back in team history, but for a short period of time there, he was the most dangerous weapon that, that they ever had at the, at the position. I think Friar Muth has that kind of potential to, to, to do that for them. So those are my thoughts on tight ends. And I got a, uh, I got to get to the big story, even bigger than that preseason game on Thursday. And that was the, Speaking of uh, really poor pass coverage and the inability to cover tight ends by inside linebackers, the Steelers made news. And as far as I know, it's not official yet, but it's pretty much as close to being official as you can get without it being official. And that's the the trade for veteran inside linebacker Joe Sherbert. Is that his name? Sherbert? Did I call him Sherbert? Sherbert. Schobert, like, like, uh, kind of like the, uh, the tasty treat, but not quite. Joe Sherbert, Schobert, the veteran from the Jaguars. They traded a, apparently a, a late round pick to get him. And, um, as of now, he's going to count about 7 million against the cap. He signed a, a big deal pretty recently for about 53 million. So, it kind of reminds me of the Vance McDonald trade from 2017, that training camp. If you remember that summer, and a lot of people might forget that because Joe Hayden was the big acquisition that summer. But earlier in that training camp, Mike Tomlin expressed his, uh, shall we say, his, dis- his discontent with the, the tight end grouping, the group, uh, guys like Jesse James and, and Xavier uh, Grimble. And not long after that, they went out and they traded for uh, for Vance McDonald. And he was a guy, a 2013 second-round pick. And he was somebody who had just signed a big deal or a decent deal. And uh, But the, the 49ers had just drafted George Kittle, and he was a much cheaper – and uh, he, he, was, he was a much cheaper alternative, and he had a higher ceiling than Vance McDonald. So – the uh, 49ers were, were more than willing to move on from from 
from the Vanimal. And uh, McDonald, I mean, he, he he checked all the boxes and what you're looking for in a tight end. He was a uh, he was a downfield weapon. He was big. He was fast, athletic. He could block a little, but he had his problems with drops and everything. But anyway, uh, they went out and they acquired him to make their tight end room much better. And I think that's the same thing with uh, Schobert, that acquisition. Um, uh, Tomlin didn't come out and, and say much about it. And when he was asked about it, he just said, I, I, I can't really talk about it at this point. But there's no question that he was brought in here. If he if When it does become official, Schobert was brought in here to be your starter alongside Bush. And, uh, you know, I like it. I like the move. Um, he, he made the Pro Bowl in 2017. He has 549 career tackles. Uh, he had 141 last year. Nine career interceptions. He's pretty decent in pass coverage. Obviously, really, really uh, eats up a lot of tackles. Your typical good inside linebacker. So, you know, uh, I saw people arguing about it on, on in the comments section and, and on social media. But this guy isn't – nobody ever said he was a he was a perennial first-team all-pro. They just brought him in because he's a really solid starter, and that's what you want. And it makes it makes their inside linebacker core that much stronger. Now you're going to have Bush, and you're going to have uh, Schobert as your starters. Presumably Spillane will be uh, backing up. Um, I'm not sure if Gilbert's going to make the team now at this point. Uh but somebody's gonna have to make the team as to be your, your fourth linebacker. Maybe it's Gilbert, but it's probably more than likely gonna be uh a Buddy Johnson. I think uh I don't think it this acquisition of Schobert was an indictment of of what they think of Johnson. It's just that Johnson's a fourth round pick. He's a total unknown, and you need some more you, you need a, a better uh option at that position in twenty twenty one. And from what I've uh, read, if, if they decide they want to move on from Schobert next year, say Johnson is just so good as a rookie, even if, even if he doesn't start, if he just shows them a lot as a, in a reserve role and they decide to move on from Schobert, it's not going to kill them as far as dead money in the cap. It's not going to cost them anything. So, you know, it's a uh, – it's a yeah. It's gonna it's gonna eat up some of their cap space this year. But if they get some extensions done with Hayden or, or T.J. Watt, <laughs> that's a big story of the week too. Then they should be able to free up some more cap room for a player like Schobert. But I think it's it's a sound investment. Um, you know, and it's kind of um another example of how fluid the off season really is, and how the off season is never truly over. You know, people are always asking. You know, when, when are they going to do this? When are they going to uh, make a trade for this guy or pick up this free agent? And the, the answer really is anytime, you know, as far as, you know, up until the trade deadline when it comes to trades, um, when it comes to signing players, they, they could do that just at any moment. And they've shown that ability over the last few years, especially. So they went out, they got Ingram a few weeks ago to be the uh, primary backup at outside linebacker. So you feel a lot better at that position. There was a lot of concern uh, all offseason until they signed Ingram. Now he's in the fold, and now this Schobert's in the fold, and it just makes that position of inside linebacker that much better. Um, 
and I think it makes your defense that much better. So, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Uh, and I will take some time now to answer some questions and highlight some comments and round out the show. So let's see what you guys have. And Calvert, Calvert, uh, Colbert says, uh, Barry's in trouble. Well, I think he was in trouble the moment they drafted Harbin. I think it's, and it's less to do about Barry than it is about what Harbin's been able to do so far. I think even if, if I think if it's a tie, usually um, in a lot of cases, the tie will go to the veteran. But in this case, the tie is going to go to the rookie because I think, um, you know, obviously he has more upside. He's younger. Uh, so, yeah, he, he was in trouble the moment. Harvin was drafted and the only thing that's going to save Barry is Har Harvin either being horrible at holding or more importantly, horrible at punting. If he, if he has a, goes into a major slump at the wrong time over the next few weeks, Steven, Steven Carestas says, I would worry about Sutton some Tony. He got turned around a couple times and his footwork looked poor. Well, I mean, when you th think about it, um, he's being, this is his first real um, chance to be a starter. So um, maybe there was a reason why it took him a few years to get into the lineup, uh, to finally be given a, a real chance to be the uh, the man in the secondary. So maybe there is uh, cause for concern, but I'm not as worried as other people are because, and Mike Tomlin said this in his, in his press conference after the game, he said, well, look, we're not really trying to, disguise anything we're not trying to scheme anything we're just trying to see what these guys can do in 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 one-on-one -on -one situations we're trying to see wh where they're at and sometimes when you do that um when you when you do scheme and 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 just try to disguise and then you're, you're, you can't really see what your players are capable of in one-on-one -on -one situations so i don't know um like i said i've been saying when, when you have cam hayward and stefan to it and Tyson Alulu in there and TJ Watt presume, presuming he doesn't assuming he doesn't <laughs> um, continue his holdout into the regular season and wouldn't that be a story? You have TJ Watt in there and 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 Minka Fitzpatrick who's the best safety in the business in my opinion. That just makes it such a huge difference for that defense and 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 those guys to repeat a, a phrase I kept saying last week they do so much of the heavy lifting so that might make a world of difference and Joe Hayden hasn't played yet. So, you know, when you, when you get all those guys back and those guys are the reason why this is one of the top probably five def five or six defenses in the NFL, there, there, there's cause for concern, I guess, when, when, a, when a player struggles, when he's, give, when he's given his first real chance to be the man at, at, a, at a particular position. But I'd like to see what he does with a, a, a full elite defense around him. So. What else we have here? Dennis Sheridan. Hey, I haven't seen Dennis Sheridan in a while. Welcome, Dennis. And he says the tight ends are looking much better this year. On paper, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's still early. But I was watching Kevin Rader. At, and again, this is a training camp. And these are one-on-one -on -one drills. But he looked pretty good. And those sentiments were, were echoed by other people who saw him in action during at camp. 
Uh, and, you know, Zach Gentry, he's like looking like a different person. Doesn't mean he's going to play better, but, you know, you know, he certainly has made some strides over his, um, after his first couple of years where he really was a non-factor, uh, just an afterthought. So, you know, there's certainly some potential there to have a, a much stronger tight end room than they've had in, in quite a while. So it's not official. I mean, you know, I know people were giving Michael Beck a hard time the other day because he said, could this be the the deepest tight end position ever for the Steelers? And, you know, it's just, it's just a, you know, speculation. It's not really anything to, to go crazy about, but, uh, you know, it, it, they definitely have a chance to have a much better tight end room than they've had in quite a while. So that's, a, that's, that's a good way to put it. Mule Skinner, who always has some, uh, some hard opinions. And he says, wait till Harvin muffs one in a big game and everyone, everyone will want him out of town like Barry. Well, you could, you could be right. And that's the thing about punters. It might be Barry that they bring back. Cause we saw that last year when they, when they, they cut Barry in favor of Dustin Colquitt and Colquitt lasted five games and they brought Barry back. I don't care where you're drafted as a punter, fourth, fifth, seventh round. If you don't do the job, there's, there's a supply and demand thing with kickers and punters that doesn't exist at other positions. And if you have a bad game or two or three and the coaches are, are more inclined to move on from you and bring in somebody else. So you're probably right there, mule. And Ryan O'Toole says about Robert Spillane. Spillane was great last year. I'm not judging him by this year until the real games start. He did. He did show show uh, show a uh, a lot of potential last year in the, in the uh, games that he played before he, before his injury. But uh, I think they're better off at this point with Spillane as the uh, primary backup. You know. Um, but if he continues to improve this year and maybe Buddy Johnson along with him, if one of those guys really um, takes a leap this year and gets it and, 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 and becomes that kind of player that they, that they were hoping that they're hoping that they could be, they reach your full potential. Then that makes it easier to move on from somebody like Schobert, you know, and you just never know. Maybe Spillane's going to have to show, um, uh, play a lot this year anyway, if there's an injury, right? You just never know uh, in football. And who knows, uh, and, and that's saying that, who knows how much they're going to really have to rely on on uh, a player like Spillane early in the year anyway, because if Bush is still dealing with his uh, ACL and still trying to become 100% healthy, uh no, you know, we have to remember it hasn't even been a year since uh, he, he tore his ACL. It's been 10 months and usually it takes a full year to recover from that kind of an injury. So maybe Spillane's going to be uh, a Joe Showbird or not. Spillane might have to be, have to play a major role for them earlier on in the year, uh, splitting time with, with uh, both uh, Bush and, and Showbert. So we'll see. And George Teston said, I didn't see, Ingram make any impact? I didn't see much, much either. But you know, he didn't play a ton. You know, that's and 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 so it's hard to say. But he's a veteran, and um, you know, he's been around the block. 
Although he has been dealing with injuries recently, so that's one of the reasons why he was uh, he was out in on everybody's wish list up until the Steelers finally signed him. Brian Brown asks, how did the Steelers wind up with a whole team of receivers that can probably make a roster? Because they, for one thing, uh, they kept drafting those guys in the second or third round. That helps. And plus, they're really good at at uh, coaching those guys up. And we, we've seen that over the last, heck, people go back to 2010, but it's been going on since since the days of uh, Heinz Ward. When you think about Heinz Ward, Plex, uh, Randall L., the list goes on and on and on. I mean, it, you know, they've been good at, at, at drafting and evaluating and developing receivers for, geez, a quarter of a century. They're just really good at it. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice problem to have. And Lifelong Fan 07 says the Steelers need to sign what? Well, I think they know. Yeah, they obviously they're, they're going to want to sign that guy. But it is a pretty interesting um, development because we haven't heard a whole lot from Watt uh, up, up to this point. And, you know, all we know is that Watt hasn't been practicing with the – other than doing some, uh, you know, side drills. He hasn't really been practicing because he's trying to protect himself uh, from injury while they hash out a new deal. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens if they don't – get a deal done by the end of training camp because we know the Steelers policy on this topic. They do not negotiate during the season. They make no exceptions. So um, obviously the, uh, my gut tells me and reports also tell me that the holdup with this deal is guaranteed money. Now, some of the numbers I've heard like close to a hundred million guaranteed. Woo. Have they even given that to, to Roethlisberger <laughs> that kind of money? I don't know. So that's that's a that's it, it's it's funny how it goes because I mean they're, they they might just finally be able to I, don't, I shouldn't say be able to because it, it's a, it's a it's it's hard to win without a franchise quarterback but they might move, be able to move on from Roethlisberger's enormous cap hit starting in twenty twenty two and they might have to deal with a new one with Watt who's an edge rusher instead of a quarterback so it's a it's it's gonna be interesting it really is I mean. Nothing's ever a sure thing in the NFL, in the, in the world of sports. Nothing is ever a sure thing. And you might think a guy like T.J. Watt's going to be here for the long haul. We thought the same thing about, about Antonio Brown and, you know, name some, name some other players. You just never know how this is going to play out. And since we're heading towards 10 o'clock, I think I'll call it a night. Not before I say, not before I highlight Joseph Brown, and I gotta, I gotta uh, soothe, my, I gotta massage my ego. And he says, "Love Tony." Well, thank you, Joseph Brown. I will hire you as my uh, my hype machine if I ever become big. But I appreciate that, and I appreciate all of you, uh, not just the people in the live chat, but you guys are you guys rock, of course. But the people who are listening, people who are watching, I love you all. You're awesome. It's great to have an audience and to be able to share my opinions, to be able to interact with people. And, uh, and what are we talking about? We're talking about something we all love, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So who would have thought it w- we would finally be here after, after that ugly night? I keep saying January 10th, but it was really an ugly night. Now here we are. We're halfway through the preseason. And less than a month, we're going to be talking about the regular season. But 
let's keep uh, let's not look ahead too far and let's just keep enjoying this training camp and, and talking about these young players and the quarterback uh, controversy, if you want to call it that. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. So I appreciate you guys. And uh, I'll talk to you on Monday with Brian and Shannon on the hangover. But until, until then, you, you guys have a great weekend. And as always, go Steelers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.